Hello and welcome to The Golink Show. My name is Ben Harris, founder of Golink, a goal-setting community sharing weekly challenges. These challenges are inspired by brands to bring you new ways to develop and improve yourself. You can kick back and watch me take on these exciting and uncomfortable challenges, or you can join me. I challenge every listener to complete these weekly goals. Catch the content every Sunday on Instagram or Facebook at Golink Group. The Golink Show, this podcast recounts experiences from the achievers of the world, but not just the success. We delve into the challenges and struggle we all face. How do we find the will to push through? What role do motivation, discipline, failure, and goals play in our lives? We discuss this and much more in the show. Thanks for tuning in. This week, I have my friend Matt on the show. He's a really driven dude. He's gone through some life changes this year. I appreciate him being really open in this episode. We talk about some sensitive topics like depression and how he's gotten out of that. And so keep tuning in to hear some topics that I think other people can be afraid to talk about, but I think is really useful to be honest and open about it because whether it's not depression, it's feelings of depression and we can all help each other to get through it. So Matt is a driven dude. He His morning routine has helped him feel so much happier and productive in his day. Um, he has a family, a side hustle, takes multiple credit hours. So keep tuning in to hear from Matt. All right, everyone, welcome to the Go Link Show. Stoked to have you and our man Matt here. How we doing, dude? What's up, guys? I'm doing <laughs> good. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so um, I've known Matt for a little bit. We've actually worked together in leadership at the current company that we work at. And we've our relationship has grown and we've talked, we've had many conversations <laughs> and, we, and we've joked about how one day if someone just popped in and listened to our conversations that their mind would be blown and we, <laughs> and we could change the world. And so that's why I'm excited to have him here is so you guys can get a sneak peek of the conversation that we have and hopefully you can get some value and glean something from that. More than that, just the conversations of, you know, what we've been doing to try to improve our productivity and just never be complacent, etc. But yeah, I guess you've you've improved a lot in just little things. I wouldn't say yeah. something major, but yeah. just little things in the past year and I think that's what matters. Yep. So that's that's the intro. Matt, welcome. Thanks. So tell us about a year ago, what did your daily routine or just your mindset look like? Yeah, for sure. So I think that you could probably consider it as like the like the average routine of like 99% of the population. Mm-hmm. I would go to work, I'd go to work at my nine to five. I would come home, turn Netflix on, eat mm-hmm. some food, and from five to midnight, just Netflix and chill with my family. And then- Would you watch, would you just straight watch Netflix that long? I, not like, I mean, we would be doing other things like yeah. well, but it was like on in the background, right? So we would yeah. like cook dinner and talk and, and all of that kind of stuff. But outside of, my normal job, there wasn't a whole lot going on mm. other than just kind of hanging out with my family, which I love. Um, yeah. But that was kind of the routine. It was mm-hmm. Monday to Saturday, just yeah. work and then watching TV and hanging out and work and watching TV and hanging out. Okay, cool. So I agree that most people, I would love to find out the actual math, yeah. but we'll say 99% <laughs> for now. Yeah. The statistics. <laughs> so tell us what happened earlier this year that before we say what you changed what inspired 
the upcoming change? Yeah, that's a good question. So there's a lot of things. So like my whole life, I've been really interested in sports and going to the gym and and I'm very like entrepreneurial minded. Mm-hmm. And so I've always kind of had that in me. And my wife and I would talk all the time about, hey, like we want to get, we want to accomplish these things in our life. And, mm-hmm. and uh, to be honest, the catalyst I think was the fact that I kind of realized that I wasn't really doing anything with my life. Mm-hmm. And if I continued on like the same path, with the same pattern Mm -hmm. that nothing was ever going to get accomplished, that I would just live my entire life in this kind of like random, like life happening to me instead of me controlling like Mm -hmm. the events of my life and, and uh, didn't want to be 70 years old and look back and go, man, like I wish I would have taken a chance on this or I wish I would have tried this. And so I think for some reason I just had like this realization that, Again, like when I'm when I'm seventy, I'm gonna look back and like be really like regretful about the way that I use my time. Thanks, Matt. So, if you're okay with this, I know this is a bit personal, but what was the final thing? You know, you talk about just sitting around, you know, on your couch not doing much, but I know there's a bit of a deeper and darker space if you're comfortable talking about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, yes, yeah, so this is something that I think is really important, and it actually was something that was very surprising to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of the final straw where seven, eight months ago, I went, I need to make a change in my life. Something has to change. Was I, I was really depressed, which was Mm -hmm. kind of fascinating to me. I, I don't have like any like family history of like depression. And, and so I'm not saying that I'm clinically depressed because I think that's a whole different scenario. Like if you're clinically depressed, like like seek medical attention. Yeah, you're just right? having like depressing thoughts. Yeah, but I think we all have like depressive times in our life. Yeah. And sometimes it's like a day, we all have like a bad day and we're like, man, mm-hmm. life isn't working out how I want it to. Um, for me, it was like a week, maybe a little bit more than a week where mm-hmm. I would come home from work and and sit down on the couch and watch TV and nothing seemed to matter anymore. So I think mm-hmm. it was like a depressive type episode. Um and I would just sit and, and nothing would matter and I wouldn't want to help with anything. And, and, but it was different from me just being lazy, right? Like mm-hmm. this was something where I, I could tell that I was not in a good place and I was not happy. Um, and to be absolutely transparent, cause I think this is really important. This is something that I like have really strong feelings about. I started to have like marginal, like suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. It was never to the point where I was like, I'm doing this. Like this is, this is it. Mm-hmm. but it was to the point where I would say, man, if I, um, if, if I'm not accomplishing anything, why am I here? Yeah, that's crazy. And, um, and where I would question, is it better at, like, I'm not happy and I can't seem to get out of this cycle. Is there, is, is there any point to me even being here anymore? Yeah, that's pretty deep. I kind of, but there's a lot of people that go through that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and that's why I want to make like the specification that I, you know, I don't think that I'm clinically depressed. Mm -hmm. Right. And because uh, I think that's important is we need to make sure that we know like where we're coming from. But I do think it's possible for everyone to have these depressive episodes. And so that's why I'm such a huge proponent. I think that I kind of hit rock bottom there mm-hmm. and kind of snapped out of it a little bit long enough to say, I need to make a change in my life. Like that's not a good place to be. I've got a wife. I have a little baby. Like I need to be here to take care of them. Um, this is not a good place to be. And, and so I think that's initially what kind of gave me this push and this motivation. I snapped out of it long enough, like I said, to 
to realize that a change needed to happen. And, uh, and it, you know, kind of just went from there as I started doing this research on, hey man, how can I be more productive? How can I wake up earlier? And, and the most surprising thing for me is when I started to exercise, mm-hmm. the biggest change was not physical. It was emotional and mental. I had never felt better emotionally. And there's science behind that, right? Yeah, when you that. exercise, like, it releases endorphins, and, and we can go on and on and on about that. But um, So there's science to back that. But really, I'm such a huge advocate for exercise, daily exercise, mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. Doesn't it have to be – you don't have to be pushing no, two plates. No, 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 no. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, – yeah, yeah, it doesn't have but to me, be But me, I'm lifting five plates just so I was going to say, knows. for me, it's like 10 on each side. But, yeah, it doesn't have to be – <laughs> being in the gym lifting mm-hmm. weights like a lot of motion, motivational videos are just mm-hmm. people in the gym throwing weight around yeah. but get out and walk and like appreciate nature or yeah. get out and run or bike or swim or whatever it is that you hike whatever it is that you want to do but, mm-hmm. but exercise move your body yeah, move your because body. the biggest change for me was the emotional change that I saw and I think because of that, because daily I'm waking up early, and that's the first thing that I do is I go exercise. I'm in, I'm in the gym. Um, it's just a great way to start my day. And I have not had any other like depressive episodes. Like I'm happier than I've ever been before. And, and I would attribute it primarily to being in the gym and exercising. I love it. Thank you for being so honest and sharing that. It's really meaningful. Of course. All right, so what was the first thing that you did at the beginning of this year? Yeah, so the, the first thing that I started doing is I started to wake up at 5 o'clock. So, um, and that was like the ticket for me. So what I did is I started, I, and I've always like watched motivational videos, right? I've mm-hmm. always, you, you need a pep talk and you look up on YouTube motivation. And, yeah. and I started doing a little bit more because all that I was ever watching was just these people that are like screaming from like a soapbox saying, you just got to do it. If one day you want to make a change in your life, you just got to do it. And it's like, mm-hmm. great, but I need some like real world application. Like mm-hmm. give me steps that you would take. So I found this guy, Robin Sharma, shout out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he talked about like this 5am club and, and people that he's researched that are successful. They, they all wake up at 5am or before. Mm-hmm. And uh, which really intrigued me. And, and so I started looking into these people and they said, the number one thing that changed my life was I started waking up at 5am. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really like where everything started was I said, okay, I'm going to figure out a way to wake up at 5am every morning. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Was it just 5am? Like, did you have a plan of like what you're going to do? Yeah, that's a good question. So yeah, Robin Sharma talks about 202020. Mm-hmm. And, uh, what he means by that is he wakes up at five and then for 20 minutes he, um, and actually now that I'm thinking about it, I think that he, um, exercises for 20 minutes just mm-hmm. like light whatever goes for a jog just gets out to get the blood flowing mm-hmm. comes back in for 20 minutes and he meditates um and just kind of like visualizes what he wants to do in the day what he wants his day to look like what he wants to accomplish mm-hmm. and then for 20 minutes he'll like journal right or he'll write down goals and, and really kind of conceptualize the whole day um and so that was kind of where i started and so like for the first week i would do this 20 20 20 scenario um, the issue that I ran into with it though, is that I would do that in the morning and then I would still go work out at mm-hmm. night. So one thing that I found out really quickly is that, um, if I'm going to continue and be consistent in this process of waking up early in the morning, I had to be able to, to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that was like the biggest thing for me is I had to figure out how to adjust that a little bit. So what I did is 
I lift weights. I go to the gym in the morning mm-hmm. and then I do my 20, 20, 20 or something like it, um, for the last hour of mm-hmm. my evening. That's cool. So we've talked about before about how you don't have to agree with something or someone of what they say, like, this is the one thing you need to, to change your life. And what Robin Sharma says is the 5am thing, which you still wake up at 4.30am. Good yeah. for you, sir. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, uh, but you have altered it. You made it work for your life instead of like, so for anyone out there, you don't just have to say what I'm saying, or what Matt's saying, or what anyone else is saying. And you don't, don't have to do exactly what they say. You can modify it that whatever works for you. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's super important, right? Mm-hmm. I think that we take people say you need to do this in your life and it has to be this way. And you try to cram that into your own personal circumstances and mm-hmm. it doesn't work. Um, everyone's circumstances are different. So you need to kind of tailor that to, to what works for you. Yeah. So how do you make time for your family? Yeah. So I think that, um, it happens organically really. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest things that I found out was that as we start planning our, our day and, and our week, um, in like half hour increments mm-hmm. that we realize that we really have more time than we think that we do. Mm-hmm. And that's something that my wife and I do on a consistent basis. So like at the beginning of every week, we'll, say, okay, let's get together. What do our weeks look like individually? So that's awesome. So you guys actually do that like on Sunday or Monday or Sunday. Yeah. So Sunday you guys sit down yep. and schedule out your week. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's really, really helpful. I think that you don't realize how much time you have. So when I say that it happens organically, um, it, it really does. We, I find out that, um, when I leave work, I can go and, and spend time with my family and then pick it back up. Mm-hmm. Um, when my daughter goes to sleep, my daughter goes to sleep at, at seven. And so mm-hmm. from seven to nine, um, we, we can kind of control like that last part of our evening and, and get things done that we need to. That's cool. So from seven and that's early. And I know don't you, you read or you do some productive thing yeah. during that time, which is a stark contrast from where you were at in January or a year ago, or even before that of, watching Netflix and just, or whatever, just not being productive. Correct. Yeah. So, um, it's really important for me to control the first hour and the last hour of my day. Mm -hmm. And so the way that I do that, I, I control that first hour of the day by controlling the last hour of my day. Like I said, I I try to go to to bed between nine and 10 every night. Mm -hmm. If, if I'm going to wake up at four or five, that has to happen. I need to be getting six, seven hours of sleep. And so, um, the way that I do that is I control, the last two hours of my evening by putting away all electronics. Because what you find is, is you start scrolling or you start watching Netflix or you get on social media and you just kind of get lost. Well, and it's proven and then, that it affects your sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. no, like, there's no real like controversy over this, right? Like the yeah. statistics are out that mm-hmm. it really does affect your sleep. Um, and so my wife and I will turn off the TV at 7. We put iPads or iPhones away. Mm-hmm. We plug them in. And, and move on and, and go and, and grab a paper book and, and read. Yeah, paper book. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have to specify. Yeah, we, we grab paper books and, <laughs> and we read and, and, uh, or I'll, I'll work on my business for a little mm-hmm. while and, and then I'll read. And, but that last hour is like kind of like sacred time to me because it it's what allows me to function properly starting at 4, 4.30. And to level up too. Yeah. So you and your wife do that together? Is it, I assume you have, do you have together time and then like individual time? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and it's kind of, we don't really structure it. Um, we don't plan crazy. how it's going to happen. Yeah. 
but sometimes we'll read books together. Sometimes um, we're kind of studying on our own. Um, whatever that looks like for us, we, we just kind of make sure that all electronics are off. And, and, and you realize really quickly that if all electronics are off, you you can kind of say, okay, do you want to like, do you want to read together? Like, what should we be reading? Are there things that we need to get done? Sometimes it's, we clean the house, Mm -hmm. you know, and, uh, but it's using that time wisely and productively. Which I love that just because that's been a change in my life this year too. I used to watch Netflix. So yeah, a year ago before I finished school, I, you know, go to work in the morning, get done, go to school at six, from six to nine every almost every single weekday and then come home and fall asleep to Netflix. Yeah. And I think a week or two ago, I was really tired and I came home trying to watch Netflix and it didn't work out. Yeah. Like as far as like I was thinking, this isn't fun, this isn't it wasn't as like relieving as I thought it would be. Yeah. It's funny that you just get used to it. Yeah. Because from seven to nine Again, a stark contrast, and I know that was uncomfortable at first, but you yeah. found things to just level up. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. And that's super important. So you bring up a good point. I think that everybody should try like abstaining from social media mm-hmm. for like a week. Yeah. If they're like if they're like, I don't know if I can do that or just get it out of your life for a week. Yeah. And you'll realize how mm-hmm. much of like an influence and time waster it is. Mm-hmm. But you also realize like in that same amount of time that you don't miss it. Mm-hmm. And just to give you my experience with that, what I found and, and what my wife found, she did it with me, is we we said, okay, for a week, we're not going to look at social media at all. Mm-hmm. And what we found is she said, man, I would be sitting and before I knew it, Instagram was open on my phone and I didn't even know how. (laughs) And so she had to move her app onto like the second page of her phone because she would subconsciously just like unlock her phone and then click on the Instagram app Mm -hmm. and just start going. And so she kept, and so she moved the icon and she started opening up like her mobile banking app and it was pretty funny. She would say, why did I open up my mobile banking? Oh, it's, it's because Instagram used to be That's here. Funny. And so what you find is that it really is like an addiction that you don't even realize yeah. is there. Your body is just like muscle memory opening that up. And so that really is like sickening to me. It is. It's, it, it is a little sickening. And so you realize one, that it's kind of an addiction Two, it's unnecessary. And three, you really don't miss it. After a week, I was like, I didn't miss out on anything. So that's funny. Cause that was the first. So after, so earlier this year, my first goal was to read a book every single month, done that or more. And then the second one was to only look at social media every Sunday. Yeah. And that's why I only post these podcasts and weekly challenges once a week. Yeah. Is for the same thing, just so I don't look at it, you know, and I want to encourage everyone else. And I know that's against the grain because it's, especially marketing, post a ton of crap. So yeah. something sticks. There just needs to be a ton of content out there. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes with only posting yeah. once a week, but I want people to tune in like it's something you look forward to of entertainment and educational, inspiring value. Yeah. I guess if I become a habit, that's a good thing. <laughs> so... Okay, cool. So even though you've mentioned you're the most productive and happiest you've ever been, which I love hearing, that's awesome. What do you still struggle with? Whoever you are, you still struggle. So what are your challenges that you deal with? Yeah, so there's a couple, I think, that are just kind of ongoing. And, I, and I've kind of 
resigned myself that there will always be struggles. Yeah. Right? And that's kind of the fun of it for me now is, is how do I overcome this? Struggle? I like that you look at it like fun. That's yeah. Fun. It's, it's a new challenge, honestly. Um, it doesn't mean that I love it, but it's, it's more <laughs> like when I look at it that yeah. way, it's, it's more enjoyable uh-huh. and, it, and it's easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of those things is waking up still like waking up, that alarm goes off and I don't like just pop out of bed. What's oh, at 4.30, bro? It's early. Yeah, yeah, it is early. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I don't, that alarm, and and just so you know, since all of our phones are, we don't have any phones in our rooms, so not only do we like get rid of them for the evening, but they're out in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So we don't have a TV in our room, we don't have phones in our room, we don't have anything in our room. So I actually bought like a digital mm-hmm. alarm clock oh, that so plugs kinda... into our master bathroom. So something like that video we watched with yeah. Simon Sinek I yes. actually said to get an alarm yeah, clock. He's like, go buy an alarm clock. And I was like, fantastic, I will. So I got one for like $5 <laughs> on Amazon. That's funny. And it's great. And it's actually like in our master bathroom. And so I don't even see the time at all, like when I'm in bed. and But that thing goes off and it is the worst noise in the entire world. you have world. to get up so, though. Yeah, but I have to get out of bed and mm-hmm. turn it off. And so in that amount of time, I've made the decision by the time I get out of bed and go turn that off, the decision mm-hmm. has already been made for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times if we leave it up to our own willpower, especially mm-hmm. in the beginning, we just yeah. find that it's not there. It's not, you know, it's cold outside. It's dark outside. It's yeah. Especially now Yeah. in October, it's going to be, it's dark and cold. Yeah. So do you, you mentioned that you don't see the time because you don't have your phone or electronics in there. So I do the same thing and I don't see the time. Just personal question. Do you, ever wake up early and you kind of feel anxious because you don't know the time of like how much time you have more to sleep or get up or anything? No, as long as I know that I like set the alarm, Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me. I guess I I should have that mindset because sometimes I'm like, oh man, like if it's 4.59, then I should just get up instead of waiting for it. Okay. So I get that. So that's one thing I'm still working on, but I guess I'm just getting excited to get up at (laughs) five in the morning. Yeah. I wish I had that enthusiasm. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. So, Matt, earlier I told you about the Scroll My Soul segment. Yes. And you were questioning its context. <laughs> yes. But just so everyone knows what that is, is every day or every other day, what I learn or what I get inspired by, I write it in my phone. And they're little tidbits, or just things that I like. So, that's what we'll do in this segment. And we're going to scroll through my phone and pick just a little excerpt from it. And today, it is... So, Matt, I'm going to ask you this question and we'll talk about it. And I really want you to, like, I'm asking you this question. Like, I almost want you to argue kind of how they say, like, in politics or whatever. You should look at the opposing view. Like a debate. Like a debate. Just because it's interesting to consider this question. Why Why should we be more than average? Why shouldn't someone just be happy with okay? Like, what's the argument of being average, and then, of course, argue for why you should really push yourself to be better than average. Yeah, so I think the argument for being average is is it's my life, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you do you, as the kids say these days, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of like a dangerous thing, right? To, to say, um, you know, I'm just gonna like live my life the way you know that I want to, and if that means being average, like if I just wanna chill all day long, then I can. Which is true. Like you can't like in America your, at least. Yeah, yeah. It is your life. Mm-hmm. You you can live it the way that you want to live it. Um as far as the opposing argument for 
not for, for being productive and saying, I want to be more than average. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple things that play into it. And in my mind, my argument to that would be one, do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you deserve more mm-hmm. than being average and you're capable of more than average. Ooh, I love that. Um, and so, and what I mean by that is, is we go through our whole lives and, and sometimes we don't even realize how much better our lives can be until we take the next step or until we take the leap of faith, um, until we, you know, follow a dream or start a business that we've been wanting to start and, and just kind of coming to this realization that, that there are things that I want to do with my life and it's within my power to do them. Mm-hmm. I, I have the ability to accomplish these things and make of my life what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second argument I think would be um, you owe it to other people. Yeah. And I think in our society today, it's really easy to just always look inward and just say, this is about me. What I do doesn't affect anybody. And that like nothing could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. You do, whether you realize it or not, everything that you do has, has, has an effect on other people. I have a, a mentor. Um, I've had a mentor for five or six years. And one thing he would always tell me is you're always on stage. I said, Matt, mm. you're always on stage. And at first I was like, what are you, what are you even talking about? Like, nobody cares what I do. What are you I, talking I'm about, old man? Yeah, yeah. If he is, or yes. a woman. Yes, oh yeah. So, well, he, yeah, he would, he would say. Um, yeah, yeah, he would say, you're always on stage, Matt. And, uh, and at first that was like a little confusing. I was like, no one cares what I, what I do. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. Um, and as, you know, over the last five years, I really have realized that we're all on stage. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm on stage because other people are on stage in my mind. We notice everything that everybody does. Um, we're always looking at people. We're always like analyzing what they're doing. Yeah. Sometimes we're criticizing what they're doing. And so those people are on stage. And so I think it's really important to, to recognize that you have the ability to, to be an influence for good in the world. And maybe somebody needs, you know, a helping hand or, um, you know, maybe, you know, somebody needs some encouragement or, um, you know, a little bit of light, you know, in their life. And I think that it's incumbent upon us to, to hold ourselves to a high enough standard mm-hmm. that kind of lift people to that same standard because they want to be like us. I think it's incumbent upon us to be good role models for other people mm-hmm. to better the world around us Yeah. Um, because we're on stage. And so whether we realize that we have that effect on people, we do. And people are watching all the time. That's cool. And I feel like you could flip that, which you said, we all have a part, whether you didn't mean it that we're all on stage, but we can have a part of a play yeah. on stage or like, yeah. you know, if we want to get that cheesy, Yeah. but even this, the world as a whole and we have a part and for real, whatever we do affects it. Yeah. And even if you look at it in a selfish point of view of just taking care of yourself, you will benefit other people by just doing that. Yeah. You know, like you will better society by just bettering yourself. Yeah. That's cool. So what, what would you say to someone who says that they don't have a dream? Cause I know you're a dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I am too, but there's a lot of people and it's okay that say, like, oh, I don't have a dream. So what's your experience with that? Yeah. So my wife is not a dreamer. Mm. And so, and it is okay. Right. It, I didn't, it took me a little while to understand it. Cause I am such a dreamer. It's hilarious. Yeah. I'll like go mm-hmm. off on these tangents and say, 
man, it would be so awesome to have this house or this piece of property yeah. or, or to have the ability to do this with my life mm-hmm. or have the time to accomplish this. And I'm always mm-hmm. talking about these dreams that yeah. I have, these grandiose dreams that I have. Mm-hmm. And she's just not. A year into our marriage, I said, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing all the talking here. I, I just sit and I just ramble on about yeah. all these things. And mm-hmm. you're very nice and, you know, you humor me. And I said, tell me about what you want in life. Like, tell me what your dreams are. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't and and that's okay right Mm -hmm. and i and i honor that and i respect that um so some of us aren't dreamers so the first thing that i would say to people who aren't dreamers or or don't have these grandiose ideas of what they want to do is to say it's okay um Mm -hmm. but then say and then i would tell them try like try to dream Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is sit down with with like a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and and write down things that you just want to accomplish dreams don't have yeah. to be you know I, I want to be the president of the united states one day yeah you know dreams can be something as simple as i want to accomplish X. i like that that's cool right and so that's what i would do is i would i would say it's okay you know we're not all dreamers and we're all different and that's great we all bring different things to the table mm-hmm. but i would say try it a little bit and write down what, what do you want to accomplish like mm-hmm. what do you want your life to be like and you count those as your dreams that's cool i like that just because what we talked about earlier about we say certain things and if you disagree with them or it doesn't fit into your mold, then you discard them completely or disregard them completely instead of like, okay, some of that could apply to me. Yeah. Right. So saying being a dreamer, yeah, doesn't mean you have to be the president of the United States. Yeah. It could be that you just want to better yourself in X way. Yes. So I like that. That's super cool. We're, we are close to concluding. So what, what last advice or what parting wisdom would you throw our way? Yeah. Um, I, it, I don't know. It's hard. Um, based on the first episode, you know, I think yeah. there was some great advice given where, where it was said, you know, chip away, like mm-hmm. chip away little by little. It's the small things. And it mm-hmm. really is right. Ultimately waking up at five o'clock is not that big of a deal, but over the past seven mm. months, it's made all the difference in my life. That's a good point. And so the first I like week, that. I could have been waking up at five and, and gone, man, I'm just exhausted. Like, this is crazy. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. am I doing? So when you look at it, like, on a, you know, at, like, at the molecular level, you kind of go, this is nothing. Like, what mm. am I doing to myself? But when you kind of take a step back, kind of like a tapestry, right? So you look at, like, uh, the, kind of the tapestry of what you're doing, and you have to have, you know, you have to be cool. consistent in something to see the, the bigger picture. But it is. It's those threads that, that mm. make this tapestry. And sometimes... When you're really close up, you it just looks blurry and gross and like a bunch of random yeah. brown and black strings. But mm-hmm. when you take a step back, you kind of see the beauty of, of what that looks like. And and so I've been able over the past seven or eight months to see kind of like the fruit or like the beauty of, of waking up at five. So I think that's really great advice is it really that. is just a little thing. So just start. I think the other piece of advice that I would give is is if you fall off the wagon or I should say when you fall off the wagon. Yeah. Because you're not going to be perfect, right? As you're accomplishing mm-hmm. your goals, like you're going to fall short, and that's okay. But don't wait until Monday. Ooh, that's a good one too. Like you can like change immediately. So if your goal is to go to the gym every day and you miss a day, you're going tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Like you go to the gym tomorrow. You don't say, "Oh well, I kind of messed up my routine, so I'll wait till Monday and then I'll start over." Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing with like eating, right? You cave and you have and you want to eat really, really healthy if that's your goal and. And you say, and, and you cave and you, you have a donut or some ice cream and, and then you feel really bad mm. and you go, man, dang it, I wish I wouldn't have done that. You know, that's okay. Like recognize that you don't mm. want to do that in the future, 
and eat but, spinach in the next hour. That's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what it is. Is is and you don't even wait until tomorrow in that case. Yeah, you say, I like that. For dinner, I will eat a healthy meal, mm-hmm. right? And you don't wait till Monday to start it all over again. So mm-hmm. I think that that would be, and that was kind of the cycle that I was in is I would say, oh, well, I messed it up. There's no going back. Like I'll wait till Monday and then I'll start with a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. But man, that Wednesday, you fall off by Wednesday really, really consistently. Mm-hmm. And then there's a lot of Mondays. So really you're only doing two or three days of consistent, like accomplishing or achieving mm-hmm. in a week. I love that. All right, sir. Well, thank you so much. Um, I love hearing that this is the most productive and happiest you've ever been. Yeah. However, I know there's still challenges like you mentioned. Like, it's not easy getting up at 4.30. That is for sure not easy. And thanks for being so honest and open. Yeah. That was really cool. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Um, and I know people that will... There's some people that can really connect with that. So, sir, thank you very much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. This week's challenge is inspired by Pajamas. It's a more affordable and convenient way to potty, tra- to potty train your kids. So if you have any kids, make sure you check it out. It's a cool idea uh, to be environmentally friendly and you save a lot of money to do it and it helps your kids you know, gain confidence. And this really inspired me this week because I remember how I didn't used to care what people thought or said when I was a kid. I really didn't care. And I want to get back to that. So this week's challenge is to do one thing that makes you feel uncomfortable. Just one thing. And here are some ideas. You could sing to a stranger for 15 seconds. You could ask for a discount at a restaurant for no reason. You can do five cartwheels in a mall. um, And you need to record it, post it, and use hashtag GoLink challenge. And I really want to hear from you guys. So post it, send me a DM. There are a few ways you can report back once you complete the challenge. You can post it on Facebook or Instagram using hashtag GoLink challenge. You can comment on this episode specific post on Facebook or Instagram. You can send me a private message or you can use the GoLink hotline. To use the hotline, call 385-626-0525 and follow the instructions. And I have a feeling that you guys are not going to want to miss what I do for this week's challenge. It's going to be pretty funny. So tune in on Instagram or Facebook at GoLink Group to see what I do. And thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great week.